Hello and welcome back to Analytics at ServiceNow with your host Alex Sanginov. This is Season 2 and we are excited to cover the ins and outs of a day in the life of analytics roles and their contribution in creating value to fuel the company's growth. I personally invite you to join our Analytics at Now community by visiting us at servicenow.com forward slash analytics at now to stay informed so you won't miss a beat. That's again servicenow.com forward slash analytics at now. In this episode, we're joined by Mike O'Day, Manager of Analytics Enablement, and Asha Allen, Senior Analytics Enablement Analyst, who teach how to be data-driven across ServiceNow to ensure no employee is left behind the data. Happy Friday, Mike, Asha. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Oh, it's great to be here, Alex. Thanks for the invite. Um, it's a nice way to finish up a really busy week uh, talking about one of my favorite topics. Thank you for having us over, Alex. This is super exciting and let's get started. Let's get started indeed. Uh, just to start the level set and for the purpose of the audience, as well as myself, I've been curious. Uh, you, your team has uh, does you know, a lot of great things. Just to understand the basics, what is analytics enablement? Our team is responsible for helping people to learn and get up to speed on the data and assets and dashboards that they need in order to run their business on a day-to-day -day basis. So we enable them with training, support, access requests, uh, communication, uh, onboarding, training, uh, things of that nature, anything that they might need in order to get the data that they need to run their business uh, as effectively as possible. Uh, it, it's a bit of a spinoff from, you know, I, I come from the sales enablement world. So it's like, how is this the same? It's, it's really the same, but it's really data specific uh, and helping people get to the insights that, that just drive action uh, and really make this, make this company as, as differential as it is. I think analytics is an art and uh, we help read, get that art out to people. So the enablement, what we do is essentially making people's lives better. So they know the right tools and they know where exactly to get started to do their work better. So that's analytics enablement. Awesome. I love it. Uh, again, I'm super excited, but at the same time, uh, to peel the onion next step, how do you uh, teach people to be data-driven in terms of uh, learning that art of using data-driven decision-making? It really comes from a passion of wanting to help people uh, and for people who have a, a growth mindset. Like It's really kind of critical that both of those pieces are in play, uh, particularly for the people that need to use the assets. I think that the, the crafty analytics and dashboards that are coming out, the ones that are more anticipatory with a little bit of the AI and those things are really starting to uh, guess my next step, so to speak, as a user. Right. Uh, it behooves me to, to, to know that as best as I can uh, and pass that information on to someone else in the business because um, they might find that they're doing something that they don't necessarily need to do or they can improve on an existing process or make a better decision. They just didn't know it was there. Uh, so part of it is just bringing that awareness up. Uh, 
as best I can. I can only imagine the amount of uh, energy and simplicity and, you know, taking the complexity and making that, you know, simple goes in behind the scene. Uh, Asha, how about you? I think it's great because we have the ability to see how a person gets to use our tools. So to be a user and a trainer, uh, both ways, we get to learn what their daily duties are. And using that as our base, we help them um, direct them to the right analytics tools, if you will, and tell them, okay, so these are the set of things you need to do. So these are the uh, analytics tools. These are the dashboards. These are the data sets. And this is where you need to go to reduce half the amount of work you're doing in just a few clicks. So it's great to see both sides of the world, uh, our side of the world where we deliver assets and their side of the world, the way they use our assets. So it's a beautiful um, point of view from our side. Right, nailed it. And <clears throat> again, uh, you, you, you're setting me up for, for my next uh, curiosity of questions. So walk me through what does the typical day look like in shoes of you know, Mike and Asha and the you know, rest of the enablement team? So I'd like to start off by saying a calm day in our world looks like we have our support. <laughs> we have a support going on, making right. sure all our stakeholders are happy with their requests. And then we have a launch communication planning. So we plan well ahead of the quarter launches, making sure everything is on track. We have an entire calendar and then we have our communication. We have our video libraries making sure people have both the visual and the uh, other aspect of our uh, tools. So we have different elements in a day, starting with support, going with uh, video libraries and access requests and various other things. So it's a combination of uh, planning for the entire quarter. Wow. I'll take a step back a little further. And I think this comes from what we do as far as enablement or training and support. And that is um, my whole day starts with the goal of being helpful to somebody. Um, that if I can make someone's life a little bit easier, a little bit better, you know, make a little bit better money or whatever, have an impact on it, then it's been a successful day as far as I'm concerned. Um, it, it's easy to get lost in that uh, with all the other things that are happening in the world. But that's the, the core kind of where I start from uh, each morning. And then I go from there. And, and it can go any different directions. Like Asha said, on a calm day, it could, you know, maintain this Zen, you know, thing all the way across the day. But it's usually a little bit more like this. Um, and we are in a fast-paced uh, environment. So we typically uh, are asked to come in on a call, um, jump in on a project, pick something up and run it across the finish line. Uh, we are, you know, constantly being asked to be flexible and we do, and we don't want to be that, um, you know, the, the cog in the wheel, if you will, that doesn't work. Uh, we want to continue because right. there's really some amazing, amazing people on this team that truly do amazing work. Um, and I, think of it as if I'm being helpful, how lucky am I to be able to be a part of a team that shares that amazing work with the rest of the organization? Um, so that's 
and then there's a bunch of emails and communication and comms right. in between. But that's kind of cool. where it all starts. Thank you for adding additional color. Uh, I know you mentioned there are you know a couple of things that uh, that happen from support to communications to you know video library or whatnot. Uh, can you walk me through how the how do you go about creating those you know communications, crafting them, drafting them, right? As well as you know the vi uh, video and distribution of those you know assets to make sure that it gets to the right hands and to the right audience. Typically, we will know a little bit about a project before we start to draft comms. So we have a bit of an idea of who it is, what it is, who it's targeting, things of that nature. But typically we will, um, first thing we'll do is put together a draft of our thoughts. Uh, what does that look like? What might be a good message to send to the end users? Um, and we'll start to put that together. And then we'll confirm through some meetings, uh, get on a live call and talk through with the stakeholders and the project managers what is the real message that you want to send here? Here's some bullets that we think of uh, that might be useful. We might ask them specifically for use cases because that's really where uh, training and support becomes really sticky. Like it becomes really adhesive for users if you can provide something that they right. need on a daily basis. So what's that use case yeah. that they're that they're trying to fulfill? And then show examples of how that gets better. Uh, how it becomes easier because of this dashboard or this asset, you will be able to do X. Um, that is a huge direct uh, response that we can provide. Right. Um, and that's kind of the ultimate of what we're trying to shoot for. Uh, a lot of times there's so much data. It's, you know, the, the, the use cases and the examples can be many. Um, but if there's one or two specific ones, then that's what we will like talk about and highlight in our communication. And we'll talk right. through it with our stakeholders. Yeah, Absolutely, and I second, you know, the amount of work and share of work and the emphasis that you and your team, you know, put in to avoid and help our stakeholders and users from going into analysis paralysis route, but, you know, having that, you know, clear direction in uh, what next best action should I take, right? So definitely appreciate all the great assets and uh, simplicity that you and the team you know bring to the table. In terms of double clicking in uh, your background specifically, how did you end up in, or how did you get into enablement? What attracted you? I have been in the learning and development space or industry for about 17 years. Um, I really wanted to help people when I got into the business world. Um, you know, my, my mom and my sister said, you should be a teacher. You're really great with kids. And so I decided when it was time to go to work that I would see if I could make some money at it and become a trainer or some sort of facilitator right. in the business world. Um, and so that's what I did. And I got in and I became a trainer. I became an instructional designer, things of that nature. Um, so that's where my kind of career trajectory started off. Uh, I got to work for some great companies like Yahoo and a little bit with Google, but a lot of time with LinkedIn and made some amazing connections, learned a ton about the entire uh, kind of the entire sphere of learning and development that includes enablement um, and some of the other aspects of it. And really just, I just loved it. Um, 
And so when I started here, it was a, kind of the same thing, but a different slant. I'd never done it specifically just for data and the data and analytics organization. So I was a little, a few steps removed, but at its core, it's all the same thing. Right. There's some change management that's needed. There's some training and support that's needed. People, yeah. you know, need to be treated as human beings, just like any other thing. Yeah. Um, and there's a human element of it that just needs to be looked after. And right. that's what I enjoy. And that's what I look out for, um, you know, almost on a daily basis. Awesome. Definitely great to have you on the team, Mike. Um, rich background. Asha, how, how about you? How did you get into this? So my story is a little different. Um, I was <laughs> a recent grad and I got into being a data engineer. So I was like a hardcore data developer. I used to just code SQL and then build dashboards. But one year into that, I realized that is not for me because um, I'm a person who'd like to see what's happening in the business side. Right. I want to interact with the stakeholders. I want to know how my data is being used. So I'd like to see both sides of the world. And right. that's what attracted me into this. So I wanted to see uh, the business side, how my data is evolving, what's the outcome of it. Right. And uh, I think enablement was a great platform for me. So we got to see the launch. We saw how it was used and then we saw improvements. We had the ability to interact with everyone in the business side and the technical side. So for me, it was a treat. And that's why I'm here. Awesome. Wow. I had no idea. And I'm glad you joined the team and making us and helping, you know, the rest of ServiceNow organization, you know, make sense out of data. Uh, great to have you both. Uh, super excited. And just to peel the onion behind the scene and uh, in terms of uh, engagement model with your team, uh, can you uncover how do you go about driving enablement, you know, change management or whatnot, as well as what does that you know, process look like behind the scene working with your team? So enablement and change management, we take it as two different pieces. So let's start with enablement. So enablement is essentially any new product or existing product which has an enhancement, a new face to it. So we think of that as rebranding or maybe adding new features to our existing tools. And we try to promote it in such a way to show people that, okay, this is how this it's gonna help you. This is how it's gonna improve um, your process or take away so much hours from your daily work. Whereas change management, we have multiple parts we need to look at. We need to see what is the existing process? How is this gonna affect the users? How is the new process going to change the, the way the current process works? So change management uh, is a whole different thing. We work with the business stakeholders. We get their inputs. We make sure that uh, we, the tra we train the users. We make sure everyone is aware well before the process is implemented. So that way we don't have any surprises and it's a smooth transition. So that's how we go about doing it. And with respect to our team, uh, right. we have a pretty smooth process, starting with Mike. Mike is there to lead us with that. Yeah. Uh, we have a plan. We pretty much start off with a plan always. We check, we make sure we check out everything on the list in that plan. Um, it's always a sign off from the stakeholder side, making sure everyone's okay with the plan and we do a phase-wise transition. 
Sounds, sounds like a wild old machine. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Mike, anything you want to add? Uh, this team that I have the honor of working with is truly amazing and makes this, uh, this whole endeavor uh, pretty amazing and pretty fun. The, um, it is a bit of a machine at this point. They have taken on uh, uh, projects and a whole new mechanism that we've added now to the data analytics organization and just transformed it and blown it out of the water. So when you talk about these different engagements, um, a lot of times in my day, I am looking out for the team and, and any potential barriers that might be coming up or roadblocks, but I'm spending a lot of time with them in meetings planning, because if we get prepared enough uh, and we get set up enough ahead of time, then we don't become the problem and we can ensure that the focus is solely on the user. So again, remember, I, I go back to my initial statement. I started the day trying to help people. If I ever get in the way of that, that's a problem. So we're constantly striving to make sure myself and our, our team that we're not that problem. Uh, and we can solely focus on helping those uh, those people that need it. And if we do it right, yeah. the, the product will speak for itself because this team's amazing. I mean, it, you look at it and there's an inherent call to action to this data, which is what insights is all about. And if we can bring that forth by a smooth process ahead of time, it usually will come out just as a byproduct because everyone's kind of doing their thing. Um, so that's kind of what the behind the scenes looks like. I mean, we, we also have a lot of fun and we joke around and we have our little team meetings and uh, things like that. And there's always one more thing, right? Yes. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> Always one more thing. One more thing, indeed. Uh, no, definitely great to hear. Again, I attest to you know working with your team myself. Uh, it is you know very well organized, right? You know, down to the point, quality work. And the moment you know it gets out, you know, we hear from our stakeholders that hey, yeah, you know, I watched you know the video. It's crystal clear. Thank you for doing that. So, and thank you for uh, setting the bar you know higher right, uh, uh, release after release. Now, uh, I know you both have rich background in terms of within the industry. Asha, you know, you, you come from different backgrounds and I'm just, you know, curious, uh, what is unique about analytics enablement and uh, best practices here at ServiceNow compared to the industry and or other companies? You know, this, it's a great question. Uh, and the first thing that, that came to mind when I came here is that all of my previous experience is going to be great, uh, but purely for execution. The, the growth on my side has been things like the knowledge graph, uh, things like these, you know, pyramids where we're trying to measure value uh, in such a way that I've never done it before. I mean, I, I came from, you know, sales enablement where you're looking at, you know, obviously revenue, um, so that's a direct right. impact, but tying what a training video does to actual revenue is the tricky part, right? And so um, this whole team and, and our part is cross-functional because we help all the teams within data analytics, but every team I'm sitting in these meetings and they're able to come up with a calculation of what's the value that they're going to come up with. And that to me is just fascinating. Right. Uh, and it's super um, super motivating when I start seeing these numbers of, 
you know, here's the direct impact on revenue or here's the dollar amount on efficiency and, you know, speed and all these things. Um, so we're in there somewhere. And so that is super new to me and I just love it uh, because it's a different slant. Usually I was looking at, you know, completions of videos or, you know, test scores for people taking a, a, a certification uh, or, you know, a simulation or something like that. And, and so there's some of that, but the net net of it is a really, it's an actual dollar amount. Uh, and the way we get there and the data behind it, it's just pretty spectacular. Absolutely. And yes, you know, we did cover uh, the pyramid value uh, back in your know, season one for those who are who want to learn more about, you know, how we measure value across the board, uh, across every single thing that we do here at ServiceNow, part of the, our analytics on analytics practices, if you will. Again, being a data person, that's no surprise that we need to measure our own success and data driven way and enablement, you know, sounds like no exception to that. So thank you for being uh, transparent uh, uh, along those lines. In terms of uh, highlights and lowlights, uh, what do you enjoy the most about uh, analytics enablement? And alternatively, what do you enjoy the least about it? That sounds like a fun question and a trick question at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the highlights, I would say, is to see a project from start to finish. So we have the privilege and the honor to see a, start, a project start. Uh, we are there when they initially start planning for a project, and we are there when the project is successfully launched. And we are there to help them with that. So I think that's the highlight. I think that's the best thing. So we also, we are able to see how the project has impacted multiple people. We get feedback. We are so happy that the users are utilizing our projects. So I think that's the best thing about being part of the analytics enablement team. Low lights, not so much. There are not a, lo a lot of low lights, but I would say that surprises sometimes um, that is a low light, but I wouldn't say uh, it's a bad thing. We all have surprises at our work. Everything's not always as per plan because that's the fun part, right? Well, surprises are usually supposed to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to call it a low light. I'm just going to call it a surprise. And uh, those are just like random surprises right. during work, but it's all yep. part of work. It's all just great experience. And uh, yes, that's about it. No, I definitely can sense, you know, as uh, Mike mentioned, uh, that willingness to help and always be there to help. And I, uh, from your optimism in terms of not calling it low lights and it's more of a surprise that speaks in volume. The thing that tickles me the most is the off the cuff comments or descriptions of someone's, someone's daily routine with our assets woven into that routine, just seamlessly. Uh, I think we've seen Kevin or Bill, you know, kind of talk about how do they start their day? And Bill goes, I go to the CEO dashboard first thing with my cup of coffee. I mean, that is like, and it's seamless. It's, it's just woven into the fabric of their day. To me, that is where I get tickled the most and I love it the, the most because it's become a concrete, necessary part of their day. And it's, see but it's seamlessly there. Like they just, this is where they go and that's their source of truth. Uh, and they use it as a springboard for the rest of their day. So that's, that's 
what I love the most uh, out of this. The the things that I the things that I like the least are um, I don't know if it's I mean it's not a bad thing. It's the thing I don't like the most, but it's it's really a more of an opportunity when we come across a gap of something that what we either should have thought about or that we need. Uh, right. We don't have that dashboard yet, or we haven't thought about bringing those two with a little AI prediction model. Like how awesome would that be? Um, I, I'm one of those, you know, impatient people. So I want it now and I want it yesterday. So it's, it's, yeah. why don't we have this? And we, somebody should have thought, and, and, you know, this is a growing organization. So there's going to be those moments where like, oh yeah, we should build that or someone should build that, or, you know, we should start right. taking this dashboard in a different direction and change with the business. Right. Um, so that's, that's what, it's not really a bad thing, but it's really like, Oh yeah, we got more work ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly goes, you know, with our hunger and humble culture. And as the name of yeah. the company suggests, we are service now, not service later. So if we need it, we need it now. It yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, last question. Uh, I know I've, I've asked this, you know, across every single episode uh, in the light of, you know, uh, to give a better perspective for those who are aspired, you know, or uh, uh, in becoming analytics enablement uh, in the future and or transitioning into analytics, like, you know, just like yourself, right? What would you advise them to uh, focus on or to build, you know, certain skill sets in order to be successful in their role? I got asked this question a lot when I was doing specific sales enablement and instructional design work. And I, I would say it's the same thing that I tell other people. You have to have a passion for helping people. Um, and that's what I look for first and foremost. Right. Um, can people have that passion and be able to tell a story that makes sense? Um, there's, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a, uh, and Asha and I have talked about this a lot. There's a bit of a, a, a speaking aspect to this where, um, positioning and messaging things in such a way that makes sense to people. And we're dealing with something for this job to be most effective. We're dealing with very complex engineering terms that we need to simplify for other people. And if we can do that and, and people can do that in a very simple way in a very effective way there's huge amount of success that can be had. Uh, the data experience is great, right. um, but really I would push the data experience to how can, I, that's all I experience is great, but how can it help people on a daily basis within our company? And let's tell that story. Absolutely. Uh, and of the impact it has. I'm gonna say yes, just like Mike said, you should love to talk to people who be part of this job. And uh, I think it's more of a passion because you get to talk to multiple people, hear what they want and have solutions, come up with uh, ideas, strategies for the same. So this job is like uh, fun for people who love to interact with others, come up with ideas, solutions, and be the, uh, the person in between trying to fix both sides of the world, then this is your job. So, yep. That's why I'm here. And I think anyone who wants to be right. this, this is going to be super successful. Awesome. It sounds a lot like, hey, it's simple, but not easy, right? But if, you're, if you can do that, then you'll be successful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. 
Well, thank you very much, Mike, Asha. I had a lot of fun and uh, this has been great. Thank you for being transparent with everything that you do on a daily basis, as well as your know, great suggest suggestions to the audience and aspired uh, future analytics enablement. Hopefully we'll get uh, additional ca uh, candidates and talents just like yourselves. Yes, thank you. Awesome, thanks. It's been an honor being here. It's been great. Thank you, Alex. It's, it was fun and we really enjoyed it. <laughs> This was an episode 11 of Analytics at ServiceNow, produced by one and only Matt Ackerman. In the next episode, we will cover a day in a life of portfolio and program manager who help keep the entire analytics team on track and honest on our promises. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with others. Remember, Sharing is caring. Until next time.